Maria conservavat omnia verba hec confidence in cordisu. Mary held fast to all these words, turning them over in her heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. With every passing year, the patronal feast of this monastery today, the feast of Our Lady of the Senegal, becomes more luminous. The life of the Mother of Jesus and of the Apostles in the Senegal was intensely Eucharistic. There, in that room, was the table at which Jesus took bread and by his words made it his body. At which he took the chalice of wine and by his words made it the new covenant <laughs> in his blood. There too was the very chalice that excellent, shining chalice that he took into his holy and venerable hands and used on the night before he suffered. It was that same chalice that during these days and nights in the cynical was held with such reverence each time the apostles obeyed our Lord's command. Do ye this in memory of me? Changing by his words bread into his body and wine into his blood. The mother of Jesus, as St. Luke calls her, in the first chapter of the book of Acts, and as St. John calls her, in his account of the wedding feast at Cana, the mother of Jesus responded to the consecration of the bread and wine <coughs> by the apostles with a profound and deeply humble adoration. She, I think, lowered herself to the ground in adoration of the blessed fruit of her womb. For she, not only by her faith, but by an infallible maternal instinct, recognized immediately her son's real sacramental presence. <clears throat> In Mary, profound humility mingled with an awe-surpassing 
passing joy. Finding her Jesus, the fruit of her womb, again in the adorable sacrament of his body and blood, she would not let him go. She desired to remain always in his Eucharistic presence. And I think, by a special grace granted her, our Lord gave her what she so desired. Thus did the mother of Jesus live in perpetual adoration. This is something that few believers recognize. The intensely Eucharistic quality of life in the cenacle during the days and nights that followed the ascension of the Lord. The sorrow felt at his departure from the Mount of Olives, the sadness at seeing his countenance disappear into heaven, all this was changed into an enduring and inalterable joy when in the cenacle bread was changed into his body and the chalice of wine into his blood. The apostles themselves were in awe of the power given them, and so exercised their priesthood trembling with a holy fear. Our Lord, I think, gave to all assembled in the cenacle a special infusion of faith ordered to their understanding of the Most Holy Eucharist, all that the future ages would grasp and try, stammering, to articulate of this adorable mystery, all that future generations would seek to express in admirable doctrines they grasped by virtue of this special infusion of faith during the days of retreat in the cenacle. The cenacle was illumined by the radiance of our Lord's Eucharistic face. A Eucharistic splendor filled the house, and no one could deny the gift and mystery of his real presence. The persevering prayer of the mother of Jesus and of his apostles in the cenacle was one of profound adoration. See how our Lord humbled himself in their midst by concealing his presence beneath the sacramental veils. piece of bread, the chalice containing wine mixed with water, 
they prostrated themselves all silent and trembling in awareness of how their Lord and God chose to make himself close, close to them in the Most Holy Sacrament. This, I think, is why the name of the Senecal was chosen for this monastery. We are to continue the life of adoration, hiddenness, and profound and joyful unity that was the life of the Mother of Jesus and the Apostles in the Senegal of Jerusalem. Our vocation to perpetual adoration springs from a unique grace and privilege given to the early church in that pure moment of her life in the cynical. This is the grace that our Lord would bestow here, so that this cloister of the cynical might also be filled with the radiance of his Eucharistic face. Consent then, my sons, consent to enter into this grace of perpetual adoration. So long as we are recognizing our Lord's real presence with a humble joy, and confessing it with an indomitable faith, this house will be a cynical of adoration, and I pray a light for many in the darkness that in this hour so threatens the church. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.